Welcome to the conclusion of Pastor Tim's message entitled, When You Are Offended, from Luke chapter 17, verses 1 through 4. Jesus said that it is impossible for you to live in this world and not get offended. It happens to Christians, it happens to non-Christians. But as a Christian, how do you navigate through such murky, turbulent water? Jesus has just the answer for when you are offended. Here's Pastor Tim. Number four. Being offended is a navigational part of life. It's a navigational part of life. The the remainder of verse number three and verse number four gives us what we would call a biblical and right response. We said that a while ago. Seldom times do we take time to to really respond to criticism or respond to those offenses in a right and a biblical way. So what is that? What is the right and biblical way? These verses show us how we're to navigate those waters Sometimes, the ability to navigate is dependent on the depth of the water. Let me tell you what I mean. Last week, we went down to Miami and the Florida Keys. Did something super fun, which was riding one of those airboats, you know, Julianne's the only one that can talk her mama into sitting in the very front row. I'm glad for that. We sat right there on the very front row and learned that in the Everglades, the average depth of the water is six inches. In the area where we were, it was two inches. And when you'd ride over that grass stuff, it was only one inch. There's not many boats. Certainly no ships that can navigate those kinds of waters. I say that to say this. People who are spiritually shallow will have a very difficult time navigating the waters of offense. There are too many things that grab the rudder Our culture grabs the rudder for them. Our natural inclinations grab the rudder for them. You need to deepen your waters. You need to be able to ride on top of those waters that you might navigate the direction and the response. So what is the biblical right response? Let me give you one, two, three, four. Four, five of these. Number one, face it. Face it. Look at, look at what he says at the beginning there in, verse number, in the middle of verse number three. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. 
Jesus said to rebuke a fellow believer who is being offensive and an offensive stumbling block. I don't mean somebody, a brother who comes to you, a brother or sister who is offering to you constructive, spiritual, God-given, biblical criticism. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the brother or sister who's a jerk, (laughs) who just gets in your business and tries to take you down and wants to point out everything that you have done wrong. That's what we're talking about. He says, then you need to rebuke him. Why don't we do that? Bottom line, because we care more about what that person thinks than what God tells us to do. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to argue with you. What God says to do is difficult. It's hard, especially, especially for a person who's, who is non-confrontational. It's difficult to tell somebody, you have offended me, and be gracious with it. But if we don't hold one another accountable, we're not doing ourselves or that person any favors. So the first thing you got to do is to face it. Number two, forsake it. Forsake it. It says this, and if he repents. That's what we're hoping for, right? I mean, if somebody negatively, deconstructively offends you, the Spirit of God gives you strength in your body that you might go to that person and face them one-on-one with what's happened to you. What you want out of that is repentance. You want restoration of fellowship. You want a change of mind that leads to a change of action. So when it comes to offenses, forsake it. Number three, forgive it. Forgive it. (laughs) You thought face it was hard. Forgiving it. Is incredibly difficult. But it cannot be more plain than those final two words of verse number three. Forgive him. If he repents, forgive him. If you've experienced the forgiveness of Jesus, you are a prime candidate. You of all people, should understand why it is both necessary and important to forgive that person. What does that mean? What What does forgive mean? The Bible word that's used is a merchant's term. It means to settle the debt. It means to zero out the debt. You owe somebody something, they forgive you, your balance goes to zero. When someone offends us, what do we say that they owe us? They owe me an apology. They owe me restitution for something. They owe me uh, the, uh, the, the right to get my name right again. They owe me. Forgiveness says you don't owe me. I mean, this is, this is a great scenario. If you face them, they repent, they ask for forgiveness, then you are to forgive them. But what if they never come? What if they don't repent? 
What if they never tell you that they're sorry? What if they never admit that they ever even did anything wrong? What are you supposed to do? Same thing. You forgive them. The Bible says that even as Christ has forgiven you, you forgive also. Forgive them. That leads us into this next one, number four. Forget it. Forget it. <laughs> so if facing it was hard, and forgiving it is hard, forgetting it, oh man, I'm, I, I don't think I can do that. And that's the way we say it. And I can forgive them, but I just can't forget it. No, you can't. You can't. If, if, you, if to forgive them means that you are releasing them from this debt that they owe you, then you continually bringing it back up is simply evidence that you haven't forgiven them. If you can forgive them, then we use the word forget, but that's passive. We're talking about an active choosing not to remember. An active not keeping that on their account. If you bring their balance to zero, their balance is at zero. If you forgive them, then they're forgiven. But, but what if... What if they keep apologizing to me for the same thing over... They keep doing the same thing to me even though they said they were sorry. I don't think I can forgive them for that. I mean, after all, doesn't the Bible say, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me? By the way, no, it doesn't say that. Have you never been back and back and back to the Lord with the very same thing and said, Lord, please forgive me, I know I did it again. Did he ever say to you, mm, sorry, you've used up your quota, your, your allotment is up, sorry, got no more forgiveness for you. No, he never does that. We're not to do that either. What does Jesus say in this passage? If he sins against you seven times in a day, Seven times in a day returns to you saying, I repent. What are you supposed to do? You shall forgive him. Why does Jesus say seven? I mean, yes, it's the number of completion. But in the Jewish mind, seven times for the same offense was all that you were expected to do for a person in a lifetime. In a lifetime, if somebody did the same thing against you seven times, after seven, I mean, that's enough, right? Jesus said, if they spend a whole lifetime of offenses on you today, just keep forgiving them. And if they come back tomorrow, and they meet their quota again, then you forgive them again. It means that you have to forget. It means that you have to choose not to remember. If you don't let that go, it will enslave you. It will eat you alive. 
And you'll end up a very, very bitter person. One who is quick not to be the offendee anymore, but quick to be the offender. So face it. Forsake it. Forgive it. Forget it. And number five, forge ahead. Just forge ahead. There comes a point whether they say, say yay or nay, you gotta, you got to move on. you got to get on with life. You've been offended. Okay. Go through these steps. It might take you just a moment. It may take you a good while, but you can get there. And this sounds smug, but you just build your bridge and you get over it at that point. There comes a point to where the person who has offended you has completely forgotten if they even realized in the first place what has happened. But this has the potential of becoming the defining characteristic in your life. And nobody wants that. Let me ask you to do this. Would you bow your head and close your eyes with me? And just, just go to the Lord for a minute. Is there someone who has offended you? Maybe it's somebody that you know. Maybe it's because you watch too much news. Or spend too much time on social media. Are you at a point right now where you can say, Father, I acknowledge this offense and I choose at this moment to forgive that person? Can you do that? You're not going to move ahead till you do. But are you there already? If you're there already, do it now. Father, I forgive this person. And I turn it loose. And I allow you, your spirit, to live your life of graciousness and of mercy and of peace. Through me. Maybe as you pray, suddenly the Spirit of God just begins to uh, appeal to your heart and say, You're not the offendee, you're the offender. If he puts his divine finger on something in your heart, something that resides in your mind, something in your history, ask him to forgive you. Ask him. He promises, promises to forgive you, promises to make you right then you can ask Him to help you to make restitution 
to begin reconciliation with those whom you have hurt. It's the only way to move ahead. We need to do that. If you want to ask Jesus to come to your heart, can I help you do that today? Just come down here and ask me, Tim, I want to ask Jesus in my heart. Tim, I want, to, I want to put my life in this church. Tim, I'm struggling with whatever. I want to help you. For this altar is open. This altar is your altar. For you to spend time with the Lord. Father, I pray that your spirit right now, the same Holy Spirit that we studied in Sunday school today, the same Holy Spirit who is to guide us into all truth, The same Holy Spirit who is our counselor, our comforter, our helper. Would He move in the heart of every person in this room that we might be right with you and we might be right with one another. Bless this, your moment. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is churchoffice at brittdavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Britt David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Britt David Podcast.